When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Earlier this week, stunt performer Robbie Madison completed the world's highest motorbike bungee jump in Queenstown. He free fell, get this, 134 metres for approximately 8.5 seconds, bettering his previous personal record of 115 metres that he completed back in 2011. Now, this is a guy who's also ridden on the ocean floor with his dirt bike. He came to New Zealand in search of a daredevil stunt that he's never done before. Originally from Australia, he's here to perform on the 2023 Freestyle Kings Tour. They're performing at Apollo Project Stadium tomorrow, the final date on the tour. He's with us now on the run home uh, from, I believe, Apollo Project Stadium, of all things. Uh, Robbie, first things first, are you mad? <laughs> you know, I'd, uh, probably as mad as half the, uh, the Kiwis. You know, I, uh, this place is absolutely gorgeous. I'm having such a great time here. and you know, I mean, you guys just turn it on with all the action sports. I mean, yeah, probably I'd say per capita, there's some of the best athletes in the world coming out of here. And I mean, it's it's no no reason why, you know, obviously with uh, so much cool, the mountains and the mountain bike courses and obviously with the bungee jump, I mean, this place has been on the extreme map for over, as long as I've been alive and I've always wanted to come in. It's just so awesome to be here and have all these opportunities and we're, we're having a great time. So is this actually your first time down in New Zealand? Well, it's actually my second. My first time was with Krusty Demons in 2020. Uh, 2005, but I, I crashed on the first day of practice and spent all my time here in, in the ICU. So this is the first time I'm enjoying enjoying the sights and the delights of New Zealand. So we're having a great time. This tour has been awesome and we're excited to kick it off with a bang here at Apollo Stadium. A uh, couple of things there. First of all, I'm very glad that you're experiencing uh, uh, something slightly better than your first time around, if that was the case. But you talk about the crashing yeah. there. Part and parcel of the job, I suppose. What is it that makes you take on these sorts of things? Uh, you know, I'm just a I'm just a normal kid following my dreams. I do think I was just gutsy enough to to really believe in it and follow it. And the message I try to turn like to to spread is that if you if you want it bad enough and you and you do everything you can, you can you can achieve your dreams. So it's uh it's been you know the, I think the crashes are just they're setbacks, and I'm I'm really fortunate to be as lucky as I have. You know, there's obviously other people that haven't been as lucky, but um. I, I, I'm trying to, you know, uh, now my kids are doing it. My son's in the show with us this weekend. My uh, my oldest boy, he's uh, 12 years old. He's going to be doing the backflip. And, you know, I've been able to navigate him to get him to this level of being able to do a backflip on cue for a live audience, which is super dangerous. But, you know, I guess we're thrill seekers. We all love it. I'm the worst example my kids have. They see me doing it every day. So it's kind of natural that they follow me into this in this realm. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean... New technology, these airbag landings are great. It's it's a safe show, and I mean we have had a couple of crashes with the weather and stuff here in New Zealand. But I think the thing that keeps me coming back is just I love it. You know, I I I wouldn't want to live my life doing anything else. What is scarier for you, you doing these sorts of stunts, or you watching your kid do them? <laughs> I think maybe answering my wife when things go wrong is the scariest part. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, it is terrifying. I, I mean, I've done some crazy stuff, and I and I actually stop sometimes and think to myself, "Why do I do this?" And and uh, 
but you know, to be honest, I'm just following the dream I had as a kid, and and I uh, owe a lot of it to Evil Knievel. And I, I, I kind of, um, when I started this, I, I told myself that I wanted to honour him, and for whatever reason, I mean, I feel like I'm chosen to do it. It's uh, so we have the same first name, and I went to his funeral, and I asked for his blessing, and I felt his energy gear through me, and I'm working on a new stunt for next year that'll probably be my final big stunt, but it's just something that's been near and dear to my heart, and. I've ridden a motorcycle on the water and I've jumped football fields and buildings and the final thing left for me to do is I want to take it to the skies. So I'm, I'm working on that to honour Evil Knievel and, and just put that cherry on the top of my career and uh, and doing these shows with the Freestyle Kings, it's just, you know, I'm not the best guy out there anymore, but I'm definitely the oldest and and uh, I'm just trying to put a bit of wisdom in and, and keep everyone safe and we're just having a great time and it's, we have great energy on our tour and the show's awesome. I'm like... I'm blown out of what the, the level these kids are taking it to nowadays. And I mean, it's just an honour to be still here doing this stuff. Are you able to give us any more detail around what that last stunt is that you're planning? Or is that pretty strictly under wraps at the moment? <laughs> yeah, it's a little under wraps. I mean, I think I'd give it enough of it away, but I'm, I'm taking it to the skies. You know, I, I've, I've jumped football fields. I've jumped, mm. uh, you know, uh, I have the world's longest jump ramp to ramp and, um, uh, I'm going to add some technology to keep me up there a little bit longer. It's going to be exciting, and I'm going to try and honour and do what Evil Knievel couldn't do. The stunt that he failed is the one I want wow. to complete. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Well, Robbie, that's uh, little little chills going up the arms at the moment, actually, <laughs> as you say that. Uh, I won't push you any further on that, but you mention you know, the, the records that you do have. You've added another one on Tuesday with that bungee jump. When you... Reflect on that. What what goes through your mind in those eight and a half odd seconds of freefall? <laughs> I mean, at, at the start, obviously, fear is always knocking on the door, and I just never answer. I, I, I try to teach my son this is like, you know, I think fear is something that it holds us back and it robs us of our dreams. And if you do your hard work and and you uh, cross all the T's, dot all the I's and, and you're methodical about things and you, you pay attention to the warning signs. I think there's there's a, you can navigate and walk the tightrope of danger and you can get to the other side. And I'd like to think that that's possible with any scenario and you just can't let your ego or other things get in the way of um, is doing it for the right reasons at the right time. And I think if everything lines up, then, then the path is there. And, you know, Red Bull has given me wings my whole career. It's been a fantastic relationship and those guys have, made me help me realize my biggest dreams and uh and ultimately what keeps me coming back is just the fact that i've still got more to do <laughs> and uh but yeah it's um it's crazy to 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 be able to live this dream and and and, and take it as far as i have really so you're obviously who you are your son is following in your footsteps when it came to your early years is being a daredevil in the blood, was it something your parents did? How did you get into it and, and start creating those dreams in your youth? Um, you know, I, I started off with a, probably like most kids, with a piece of, piece of wood and a couple of bricks and jumping over my sister and my cousins and and, uh, and bicycles and whatever else we could put in the gap. But I just stayed at it, you know. I think uh, the true testament is you get your hours in and if you keep pushing yourself and you try to always better yourself, I just can't get in your comfort zone and stick to somewhere. You always try and find new ways to grow. It doesn't matter what you do. I believe that if you're always trying to grow and trying to change and figure out new ways to move forwards and that's the person that's going to, you know, find the path forwards. And that's just where I started was there. And it's just been, 
you know, ultimately I, I, I did stop when I was younger and I had um, become an, a, an electrician apprentice and I thought my days were done, but as, as far as a motorcycle rider went and then I got meningitis and I was on my deathbed in hospital with meningitis that I realized that I, I wanted to follow my dream in life. I, and I, I was happy being an electrician for some time, but once, once I had meningitis, I was like, you know, you only get life short. I just nearly died from meningitis and it was something I got water skiing of all, or jet skiing of all things. So it wasn't anything too extreme. And, and so I thought, you know, I want to go back. I want to realize my dream. And my dream was to always be a professional motorcycle rider. So I was, I was able to, um, I bought a house early in my apprenticeship and able to um, refinance on my on on the loan that I had. The house went up in value, so I was able to pull some equity out of the house and use that to fund my career. So it's nice to be self-made and to to have done the hard work. And I think I just carried that tradesman kind of mentality and that, that work ethic into into riding. I think I just worked harder and and wanted it more than a lot of people, and it's uh, and it allowed me to kind of stand out and and have the path I have. I definitely came at the right time because, I mean, these guys that are on this tour here are doing stuff that I've never thought possible on a dirt bike, and it's a different way of the world right now. But, you know, I think that stunt that I did down in Queenstown and big, big that you do, uh, AJ Hackett and Henry Van Ash for even allowing me to do that and the crew at Red Bull for making it happen. But that was just another, you know, one of those things that evolved that essentially I'd, Probably, I'm definitely not you know bungee jump expert, but you know in doing the stuff I've done, I've learned that you know if you if you dot your eyes, you cross your t's, and you you know what you're doing, then the the, the path is, is safe. And, and and with those guys and their proven track record and how fantastic they are and how many tourists they get through there and, and do it you know seamlessly, um, it was just an exciting time to do something that just the opportunity hadn't risen and, and, and they literally handed me the opportunity to do something really cool. So I, I, owe, I owe that to those guys, but that was like, a, you know, something so special to me. I'll, I think I'm either going to move here one day or always just be a super fan of New Zealand and always want to come back because this has just been the best trip ever. Just I can't get over how fresh you guys' air is and the water and just the, the, the people are awesome. The police are awesome. <laughs> the whole crew, I mean, I mean I've had some... Had a wild three weeks here, and everyone that we've come into contact with has just been super fantastic. We've had a great time, so can't wait to come back. And I mean, this place is awesome. Oh well, you're always welcome. Hope you managed to try some Ferg Burger while you were down there as well. Uh, when it comes to your day to day these days, and I imagine things have have changed and progressed over time. But what is training, as mundane a word as that sounds, in the context of that discussion? What does training look like for you? Well, when I was younger and doing the freestyle motocrossing at the top of the sport, I was like in the gym, you know, three, four days a week uh, with the personal trainer, really working on the core, core stability and, and just motor function and coordination and training the left and right side of the brain with, with fast action movements. So it was kind of like some high intensity workouts that would do, you know, um, circuits with that kind of like, um, you know, the, uh, I guess, CrossFit kind of mm. heart rate wise, but but more of... Um, more tailored towards the the areas that, that we needed, the, you know, the strength in the core really is, is what, it, what, it, what it's about for us. Um, and then also flexibility, you know, if you're flexible, um, you can really avoid a lot of injuries. So I really worked a lot on that. And then just endurance, there was a lot of cycling. Um, and uh, and then I always would go and do a fun activity. But nowadays, obviously now I'm 42 years old, so I... I mean, I was just stretching then when I got out of the when I got here, and before I ride, we're about to ride now, do some practice, but a lot of stretching. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I'm not training as hard as I used to, but still just live a super active lifestyle and always on a motorcycle or or a bicycle or or jumping out of an airplane, something crazy. But um, yeah, just I don't sit still. I think that's a when I start to sit still, I I, I feel like I'm a porcelain doll. I get super uh, super super um, fragile and, and brittle. It, it gets really painful for me. Um, all the injuries I've had and the, the the trauma I've put on my lower back, if I don't keep it moving and, and flexible, I kind of seize up really quickly. So for you, when it comes up to, to everything that you've accomplished, all the stunts that you've done, do any of them stand out as being the scariest that you've faced? For sure. There's, I mean, there's, there's been so many. There's, they've all been like prerequisites. There's crazy story, like to think back and look at what I've done, where I've come and and how it's all unfolded and it's almost like I've had this path of like you know when I do one son I don't know what the next one's going to be but I've just obviously stayed focused on it and and it's evolved to where I'm at now but um uh they get noisy here the boys are going to come out here and start practicing and I'm going to walk away in the other direction but yeah um the uh sorry I just lost train of thought there no no all good uh your scariest stunt or, or oh, yeah, scariest yeah, record yeah, that you've yeah. said my bad. Yeah, I mean, jumping the Crimson Canal is probably the most scariest thing I've done because it was, uh, I knew I didn't have the speed for the running to clear the jump. And it just, there was a lot involved in that. It's on YouTube, but you can see it, it was super crazy. And then the jumping on and off the building was was really wild. But yeah, what I was saying before is they were kind of prerequisite. So when I jumped off the building, I thought at the time that was the scariest thing I'd ever done. And I mentally, I learned the power of meditation and turning the mind off and, and how powerful that is to turn the thinking mind off and just be in, you know, in the moment and present minded and, and uh, how, how liberating that is, but also how powerful it makes you in the moment when you haven't got that endless chatter going on and being able to focus clearly. So they, they all help build these qualities. And, but, um, you know, I think this next stunt is going to definitely take the cake, but it's taken, 20 years of doing all the things I've done to get to this point where I, I'm not terrified of it. You know, I think when people see what I'm going to do, I think it's enough to terrify a normal human being. But, um, you know, with the skydiving, base jumping I've been doing, flying aircraft, all the jumps I've done, I feel comfortable with my body outside, um, you know, at crazy heights above the ground, traveling at crazy speeds. And I feel like I can uh, pull it off. So there's, um, I think my, my, my craziest, my best work is yet to come, but, to be honest, they've all been, they've all had their, you know, they all have their own respect. But um, I think jumping on and off the building was probably the gnarliest and definitely the most best known. But even riding my motorcycle on in Choco on the twenty foot wave was, um, well, was really scary, really dangerous. You know, I got, I got smashed by the ocean there and nearly drowned. So they all have their own um, dangers, and and it, it's uh, whenever I do a stunt, if I, I always try and stay like super present and and give it the respect that it deserves. Because as soon as you think something's easy and you don't, you know, you don't take it with, like, a full respect if you overlook the, the slightest little step that you overlook is the one that will unhinge you. So I try to, even if I think that something's not as gnarly, I, I really try to, you know, give it the respect. And, and to be honest, some of the stuff that I thought would be the easiest have, have nearly taken me out. Like when I jumped down the K, K120, um, the the big ski jump at Park City, Utah, it's the Olympic, um, uh, where they do the downhill ski jumping, and I've jumped that on the motorcycle, and I thought initially that that would be kind of safe, and it proved to be 
one of the more difficult and dangerous jumps I've done. But it just kind of goes to show that, you know, in this in this uh, world that I operate in, yeah, you just got to kind of you got to keep your wits about you and stay present, and uh, and you can't uh, can't get too too confident or overconfident. Do you think, as as you get to this stage, like you say, in your forties, perhaps a bit more contemplative and eyeing up uh, what you hope will be the pinnacle of your life's work uh, with the last stunt? But do you think you will ever be able to stop being? I, I guess it's an <laughs> adrenaline junkie, really. I'd like to wind it back for sure. You know, I I just the greatest thing I've ever done is raise these three children that me and my wife have, and they like just mean the world to me and. I'm doing a lot of this stuff just to show them um, that just, you know, the really, um, you know, the morals of, of what it's all about, you know, like there was a period of time there where I was going to wind things back and kind of stop doing what I was doing. But then I would have just been a dad sitting around with no real ambition and no drive. And I didn't want my kids, especially around the young age that they were, where they're very influential, to see me not working and not grinding every day. So I knew I needed to kind of, take on something that was bigger than life um, to to show them that you have to work hard to, to be successful in life and you know it doesn't nothing comes easy for anyone so um, that's that's pretty much really what made me really dedicate to this to this stunt that I'm doing is, is more just because I want to be a great example to my kids um, and and I think after this jump the, this stunt hopefully I get done next year. And my plan is to really put my focus, my attention on them and their careers and what they want to do and, and help them with their dreams and aspirations. Well, on that note... But yeah, I, I think I'll always be a junk, stunt junkie, though. Wherever I can go, I'll be, jumping out of, I'll be jumping out of an aircraft to have my parachute with me, for sure. You'll have to get some sort of lifetime pass to the uh, Queenstown bungee <laughs> if you move over here. Um, yeah. On that note, though, we, we mentioned your son involved uh, in this Freestyle Kings tour as well. So just tell us a bit about that, what fans can expect to see. I mean, this this show, I'm so proud of it. I mean, a lot of the fans, especially in New Zealand here, are, are familiar with Crusty Demons and Nitro Circus. And although it's very similar to those shows, ours, I feel like, is a lot different. It's it's a, a really well-polished show with a really great story um, that's shown. And we really kind of start at the start of the show at the basics and we do a run-through of, like, where the trick started to and where they ultimately end the show is where they're at now and with the gnarliest jumps and, and tricks that are that are done by humans on motorcycles are done at the end of our show. So it's a cool, it's a cool um, little journey to, to see it all unfold. And obviously along the way you see the, the youngest kid in the world do a backflip and that's, I'm, I'm the proud parent of that, that boy cruise. So it's been cool to, um, to work with these guys and have my son involved in a show with, with people who are, you know, really performing at the peak of human potential and, and doing our shows is, it's really awesome. I'm I'm stoked with the team, um, and and you know we've been on tour now for uh, a couple of years, and we've, our show's been evolving. And we have you know Ronnie Mack involved with us now, which is he's a comical motorcycle character that's uh, out of the US, who's who has a lot of fans, a big fan base, and uh, and he just brings a lot of um, like a fun, some fun to the to the uh, show with a lot of laughter and stuff. So it's cool to have, you know, it's a family friendly show. There's pyrotechnics, but it's um. You know, it's, it's just something that you, you want to take your kids to because they're seeing no one's going to get critically hurt out here. We have these airbags landing, um, and uh, there has been a couple of spills. The BMX guys are out here, and that's really where we all start from is with the BMX bikes. Um, and so 
We have Ellie Chu, um, you know, New Zealand's own, one of probably the most talented women on on a bicycle out there, mixing it up with the boys, and she absolutely crushed it last weekend. And then Jed Milden, obviously from New Zealand as well. Jed's a superstar and and a part of our show and doing incredible things on this bike. So we have them and Harley on the BMX bike and the rest of our the Freestyle Kings crew. Um, yeah, it's a tight pack. It's a one and a half, two hour show, and it's a lot of fun. It's just great entertainment for the family. So if you're thinking of something, doing something this Saturday, come on down to Apollo Stadium and check out the Freestyle Kings. I'm sure you will be uh, excited to see it. Awesome, Robbie. I think that is hands down one of my uh, favourite chats in recent times. So, so appreciate your time. Uh, I'll let you get back into the training. Uh, Congratulations on all you've achieved and good luck for what is to come. I think I have a fair idea of what you're working towards uh, from what you've said. Uh, So, absolutely power to you. Uh, That Freestyle Kings tour down at Apollo Project Stadium in Christchurch. Uh, Good luck and thanks again. That was our Macca's feature interview with McDelivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door.